This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, some of your elders are bigots, yes, the black ones, black Santa might be satanic, and violence doesn't always leave a bruise. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. No, I just start with a no. That's how you know it's <laughs> no gonna, pressure. It's, hey, no pressure. Nah. All right, cause I need you. Hey, that's the original. That's the original. No, but then there's the boys to men. No, all of them in that, that period of time. All of them was on the no. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was that. Then there was the oh 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 oh. There was a period of that. Oh yeah, yes, I that do. was around Usher's reign when all of them was doing okay. it. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I remember. All right, I prefer the now. Somebody prefer- did a now recently, but I don't. I don't remember who it was. Somebody oh, did one well, recently. It's better than the Cisco. Yeah. That was a moment. That. that was a moment in time. <laughs> Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We, we are, are two women's race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with, with Queen and Jay. Ew. All right. Yes. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. We had a long ass day. Girl. I've been up since the land before time. Since the ass crack of dawn. Yeah. Like if I was still being an active Muslim, we could have dissed a lot together this okay. morning. Okay. Shit, we was up early okay. today. Okay. <laughs> But now we're here and it's popping. If you want to follow along with the conversation being had on this podcast, you can use the hashtag Tea with QJ on all social media. We will retweet that shit. We follow that that shit. We comment on it. All that good stuff. And you can see what other folks are saying about Tea with Queen and Jay. Also, if you want to let other people who may not be familiar with our podcast know what you're listening to, you can use the hashtag pod in. That's P-O-D-I-N. That's a now listening hashtag. And um, it will alert people to what you're listening to. And it's yes. a great way to share other podcasts of color. Yes, 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 yes. Shout out to Barry. Um, this is a Spotted Tea episode. Our yes, Spotted Tea episodes um, just have less segments. It makes it so Jay and I can do this show weekly versus bi-weekly like we used to do back in the day. And yeah, that's what's going on here. That's right. Quick thanks to Josh, a.k.a. Phase Funk. That is the man. Shit podcast. That you hear in the room. That's sometimes. right. He's the only man allowed in the this space. The only one. For helping us to record, be sure to check out Talking Shit Podcast. He's also currently one half of Kinks with Kiki Podcast, so check that shit out too. Mm-hmm. Like we mentioned before, Talking Shit Podcast has a live show coming up, so look out for that shit. Yes. Do you want to tell us what libations are? Yeah, so libations are where Jay and I pour some for the people, places, and things that give us black ass joy. Those are libations. Okay, fantastic. Do you want me to start? With my libations? Okay. My libations this week, I feel like I give the same libation every week, but it's cool. (laughs) I'm with it. I love it. Uh, We went to Work It Podcast Festival, Women's Podcasting Festival Mm -hmm. this past week, and it was nice. But it was also nice to be in blanketed, enveloped in the safety of our sister circle, our Bad bad Bitch Brigade, Mm -hmm. if you will. And that was cool. Yeah. I I often at these conferences or festivals, they can be like isolating and they can be hostile, um, like racially hostile. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And this one, this festival, it wasn't this. This to me was like the least 
hostile, toxic to. festival yeah. conference that we've been to when it comes to like our work shit. So it was cool, but it was also nice to have like our sister circle there and get Word. to spend more time with them. Yeah. Bad bitch brigade, if you will. <laughs> what are your libations this week? Um, so my libations are for Sam of the Inner Hole Uprising. Hey. Um, thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of that panel. I know it was like last minute. Um, what panel? Tell us what you did. So the name of our panel was "Who Tells the Story of Our Future," which was basically for me, aka shout out white men. And it was basically about podcasting and how they like to use the same white voice when it tells the story of futurism, mm-hmm. the future, technology, tech, and all of that stuff. Um, and it was fucking amazing. The way that Sam produced it yeah. was really, really good. So, like, even if, and this wasn't the case because everyone on the piano was brilliant, mm-hmm. even if we was, like, dunces, she still could steer the conversation to where she needed right. it to be. It was just really, really good. Yeah, it was incredibly well done. It was fucking smart. Yes. Um, and it, it it wasn't like like when you say like white voices, it's like white ideology as well. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Talking about like future and like everyone's narrative or exactly. whatever. Exactly. So. And then the way that she framed the the way that she produced the panel, she made it she made sure that there was no way we could be like, please let us in, white man. You know, yeah. please let us be a part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not how she even produced that panel to even go, mm-hmm. which is, like, fucking dope. So right. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. No, it was excellent. I, the moment I lost it. Because <laughs> I had just got there. I'm like, there's no reason to cry in the two days that I'll be at this oh, festival. Gosh. Right? But, yeah, so I'm listening to y'all's panel, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And y'all had played a bunch of different clips. And then... Sam and Janina played a clip of Injo- no, In Those in jeans, jeans, the new podcast that, really... that Janina and Sam are producing. And it was fucking amazing. It was, it was like, it was yeah, really hearing good. hearing a black woman's voice, um, a black produced podcast yes. talk about like science and like general shit or whatever. And then to and have like those... mix it with hip hop and yes, stuff that she exactly. loves. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say that. To have those black social indicators in it right alongside that yes was just like yes i've never heard this i've before. never heard this and i didn't know this was something i needed to hear yeah. i was like because i was already enjoying the panel and then just that little clip was like oh my god it's happening <laughs> it's happening it was like the evidence it was the work that oh like we say needs to be yeah, done. I saw so you get up there. and walk away. In my head, I was like, "Where's she going?" I was like, "I've been sitting here, and and my there's water streaming down my face, <laughs> and I could only hold it like, but so much because there was really no obvious trigger for tears. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh wow, I just look ridiculous. Let me go and get some napkins, which I didn't even get beforehand because why would I cry during this panel? But anyway, I say all that to say it was fucking lit. I agree with the libation. And that's dope. I'm glad that you got to participate in yeah, that. Yeah, that was really cool. And um, yeah, that we got to participate in Work It Festival. Yes, so. and if you would like to have Jay or I participate in a panel yes. or speak at your school, yes. hit, hit us up. About anything, about fucking podcasting, about any of the topics that we talk about here, holler at the kids mm-hmm. about hair. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Human, yeah. whatever. Yes. Let us know. Let us know. We're into it. We're into it. Do you want to tell the people about donations? Yes, I definitely do. Because that is how we keep this show going. Hello. So if you'd like to donate to Tea with Queen and Jay, you can do that by going to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com. Monetary donations help us keep the light on. 
help us keep it going, help sustain the podcast. And you can do that, like I said, go back onto our website, twithqueenandj.com. If you are on our homepage, you scroll right down. And there is where we give you two options two. to give us your money. Um, The first option is our PayPal option, and that is you can come however many times you want and um, donate there. That is a no-commitment thing and then our other option is our patreon and that is where we ask for a little bit more of a commitment we're only asking for two dollars a month two dollars you can give more or less and if you give us a monetary donation we shout you out on the show um the other way that you could donate is by sharing this podcast subscribing to this podcast rating us reviewing us and helping that algorithm (laughs) Mm-hmm. So we're like pushed to the top of whatever yep. um, so that people can find us. So that's another way that you can support Tea with Queen and Jay. That's right. Thank you. Speaking of donations, we have donation libations this week. Mm-hmm. We have two new patrons and they are Cynthia and Gina. Thank you so much, Cynthia and Gina. We appreciate you. And then we got broke off on the PayPal by mm-hmm. Juju. Thank hey, you Juju. so much. Thanks, Juju. Yes. Also. Okay. Our live show yes. is going down. Basement. Yes. December 10th. We want you there. Hopefully you bought your ticket already. Hopefully you have booked your flight. Mm-hmm. You got your Metro card ready. Yes. You took the day off. off. You took the morning or the evening off or whatever you needed to do. You found a babysitter. You got somebody to walk the dog. We want you to be there on December 10th. That is a Monday night. Yes. Uh, we are partnering with WNYC's podcast mixtape series. We will be at the Green Space. That's 44 Charlton Street. Doors open at 6 p.m. Show starts at 7 p.m. sharp. So we will be starting at a white man's 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. The show will begin, and we want you all there and seated when we're about to start. Yeah. So just pretend it's 6 o'clock and show up for 6 and get comfortable. Be there on time. Be there on time. Do what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what is on time? You know what I'm saying? Just be there at 6, and then we start at 7. Exactly. What is time? Do not operate on Lauren Hill time. We do not right. need to wait for you to let chakras of line exactly. or whatever, all of that shit. Exactly. For you to show up to the show. Yes. But you will come and you will see nothing. This and your true. money will be taken. This is true. And if you need to operate on black girl time, which is what I like to do, mm-hmm. then tell yourself it starts at six. Yeah. So that you be there by seven. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's how I roll. So there's that. I like the way you roll. Yeah. So we look forward to seeing you there. The link to this to buy tickets will be in the show notes. It's also on our social meds. So get into that. Get ticks. If you have any questions or anything, you can always hit us up and ask us. Let us know what's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and that's it, yo. That is it. Let's get into this motherfucking show. Yeah, let's do it. What kind of tea are you drinking? I'm drinking chai. Okay. Yeah. Get into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I learned, though? What? I learned that chai means tea. So when you say I'm drinking chai tea, you're saying I'm drinking tea tea. Oh. So I'm just putting that out there. Look at that. It just means chai, chai in what language? I don't know. Okay. But I just know that I was watching. You know that guy who has this show on Netflix? He is, I don't think he's of Indian descent, but he looks Middle Eastern. He okay. has like a... Oh, that night show? Yes. Hassan Minaj? Yes. So is, he... Is, is, is that his name? No. I, I think it is. Okay. Yeah, well, he was on Queer Eye. Um, not on Queer Eye, but it was a segment or something where he was being dressed by the um, Indian one from Queer Eye. Oh, okay. And then they made that joke. And he's like, yeah, Americans are so dumb, T.T. So... <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Is he? Is that guy Indian or is he Pakistani? Do we he's know Pakistani. Him? Okay. Pakistani. Right, yeah, cool. thank you. Yeah, he's uh-huh. Pakistani. But yeah, so uh-huh. chai. I'll drink a chai. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm also drinking chai chai. <laughs> and it's delish. Okay. Excellent. What are your pronouns? She and her. What are your pronouns? She, her, they, them. And what are you affirming for yourself this I'm week? affirming that I'm a bad bitch. Yes. I'm affirming that I'm enough. You are. And I'm affirming that I will be self-employed. You will. Financially abundant without trauma. These are facts. Mm -hmm. All right. I affirm as always that I am not a lady. I'm also not a part of ladies. I was called that several times today, but there was really no uh, right way to insert that in the conversation. But whatevs. (laughs) What evs? So yeah, I'm not a lady. I'm not ladies. That's really the thing that happens most. Very rarely will I be called a lady unless it's like by some guy who's trying to date me. Yeah, it's always like the easiest thing to call a gaggle of um women. Women. Yeah. (laughs) But um don't do that, please, because I'm not a lady. And maybe don't do it to anybody. You know, Mm -hmm. think about that. How about that? Also, I affirm that I am rested. I affirm that I'm organized. I affirm that. I am financially wealthy without trauma. I affirm that all my bills are paid. I affirm that my rent is paid. Mm-hmm. I affirm that I am stress-free. I affirm that I am comfortable. I affirm that I am loved. I, I don't affirm- mean to interrupt. Yes. But I just realized I still have my bra on. Oh, no, no. Me too. What the fuck? And it's been several hours because we had a long day. We were oh in the streets. God, Sorry. Is- you're right. We usually take these off before we start. Anybody this, who's been a this listener is violence. for a long time knows. Ooh, okay. All right. Mine takes a little bit. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get back there. Oh, get back. Okay. okay. You all right? Ew, yeah. <laughs> okay, so now that we've got our bras off, off. and loosened, I affir- everything I affirmed, and I affirmed that I'm braless. Yes. Which is dope and fun. Mm-hmm. Affirm that my banking account is always full. My checking account is full. Stays full. Stays stacked. Secure the bag. Okay. All right. <laughs> so like we said, we went to Work It Festival, yeah, yeah. which is, well, it's a Work It Festival by WNYC, and it is called a Women's Podcasting Festivals for Women in Audio and Podcasting and all that good shit. Queen, what did you think? It was definitely the safest one we've gone to mm-hmm. so far. I so we've been to South by Southwest yeah. and did podcast shit there, and that's like a whole... Thing. Anybody who doesn't know what South South by Southwest is, it is they have like two weeks of like learning and music and panels. It's, music, and, it's like a music festival, a movie festival, a tech festival. Mm-hmm. Like it's all of those yeah. things. There's happening. networking and all of that shit going on at once. We went this past March and it was mad white and toxic as fuck. Yeah, um, cause we because they only care about music when the black people come. Like well, that's when they market to. Right, they only care about black folks or yeah, people of color, right, when the, when the music, music thing happening. is happening. That's when they market to us and care about us. And we were there, I think, right before the music portion yeah. started. So, yeah, it was a little bit toxically white. There was a lot of Can I Touch Your Hair. We also went to Podcast Movement this past summer, which was also Ooh, quite child. toxically white. The ghetto. The ghetto. Um, Lots of Can I Touch Your Hair there. And, uh, yeah, Worker Festival wasn't like that, Mm-mm. which was awesome. I was there for the whole... First day I was there and nobody asked to touch my mm-hmm. hair. Nobody reached for it without my permission. Nobody asked me any ridiculous questions. questions. No one so, asked if it was real. Yeah. 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 So I would say as a whole, it felt like a like a pretty safe space. Mm-hmm. And it felt like there was effort to make it that way. Yes. And I liked that they incorporated 
Like there were women of color present. I didn't feel like usually women means white. And yeah, totally. there was, I felt like there was a concerted effort to make sure that women didn't mean white. In yeah, I didn't, space. I wasn't able to count the people of the black women in the room. Right. Usually like I can be like, okay. Four. Oh, there's one. There's yeah, I wasn't one. even, yeah. I didn't even think to count because right. it was enough. Mm-hmm. They're like, not enough. There was a lot there. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So that was cool. No one asked to touch my hair or, or made a weird comment about my hair until day two. Day two. Day two when an older woman approached me and she said she also had gray hair and she said white hair she said oh i've been noticing you and your hair is so nice i have to ask and i said do you have to ask but like do you really do have you? and she was like um i was like you don't have to and ask she, she was like yes yeah, like, yeah like don't ask don't tell right, right. something like that she was she like said. either way it's beautiful so i'm like thank you and she walked away which We've had, I've had a lot of worse exchanges, mm-hmm. so that wasn't bad. The only bad thing is that she thought she had to ask, which white people, if you, unless you have like kinky hair or hair like mine, or you asking me so you can find out where to get it or how I did it so you could do it yourself. That's not something you ask a stranger. No, we're not hanging out, having drinks and getting to know each other. And even then it might be weird, but at least there's some context. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But to just walk up to me, to compliment me and to ask me like something investigative about my hair, like, mm-hmm. cause you just want to know that's no, whack. I'm, yeah. That's that, whack. That was, yeah. That's whack. Get away from me. But we would like. Oh, yeah! Time? I like, made what it, time is it? Yeah, we made it, it all the way went. to twelve forty p.m. Yep. on day two. I was counting <laughs> because that's one of that's one of the things that makes these experiences like toxic. Mm-hmm. Like white people talking out of turn, invading my personal space, asking us weird things, um, and just the hair is just like a metaphor for like a lot of different uh, violations of like space and interpersonal communication yeah. skills and shit like that that often goes wrong when. Um, when people are not thinking intersectionally, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Word. Seriously. Yeah. So it was cool that we made it all the way to 1240 on day two mm-hmm. without experiencing that. And it was cool that the conference was physically, racially diverse, I would say. Yeah, racially. Yeah, racially mm-hmm. diverse. Yep, I agree mm-hmm. with you. There were a few times when I was reminded of like white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. And I think that one of those times, like the biggest moment was when they had a moment where hiring podcasts. Oh my God. Yeah. This was insane. Companies who were hiring or or private podcasters or anyone who was hiring could just get on stage and say, Hey, this is my company or this is my podcast and this is what we're hiring for. These are the jobs. Yeah. Come and say what's up to me or check out this website or whatever. And so you could get on stage if you were a hiring person and like, you know, they just formed a little line across the stage. And while the pot, while the festival was mad diverse, that moment was white as fuck. All white women. Only white women were hiring. Yeah. So it was all white women. So while we're at this festival and we're talking about our skills and we're talking about the industry and people um, of all different shades and ethnicities yeah. are, and backgrounds, I would hope, are talking about podcasting, those with the hiring power were well, white, white women. women. And now that's not something that work it could control. They were just like, hey, if you're hiring, anybody come get up. Get on the stage. Yeah, anybody get on the stage. But those with the hiring power. power so from that, these companies, right, from so this these means, places, yep, that's who you have. Exactly. So this means that these are larger companies who have hired white women, right? So that's who's on the team. That's mm-hmm. These are the women who already have jobs yeah, in podcasting. Exactly. They're white women and they're coming to say, hey, we're also hiring. Or these are the private independent podcasters who have money, who have resources 
to hire. hire someone. Right. You know? Right. And then it's like, if you think about, just thinking about the, the bigger podcasting companies that were there, they knew it was a woman's festival. So, of course, they were sending a woman. But then that also shows how much they don't have people of color on the team because mm-hmm. they didn't even think to just send the black girl or right. send the Indian girl mm-hmm. or, you know, they didn't. that's not even something that they were doing. Yeah. It was just like, woman festival, you're a woman, mm-hmm. woman is white. Go and tell them that these are the jobs we have. Yeah. yeah. You know? There was one black woman who, who went up to talk about a POC directory. Yeah. Um, where you could put, if you were someone hiring or if you're someone looking for a job, you could put your name in this directory. So that was cool. And then I believe there was an Asian woman who was hiring for like a specifically Asian company or yeah. something like that, mm-hmm. which was great. But she was the only one. Who was not a white woman. And there were like like at, at least 20 women mm-hmm. who got on a stage to say, hey, we're hiring. And yeah. it was like, the, it was just the white, so it, was, it was like, this is who has the money. Yeah. White women are hiring. So that's and, what that moment felt like And then when the me. black women went up there to talk about the list, so the list oh, serve, basically that, yeah. to say like, um, since we're at this festival where we're talking about diversity so much, um, here's a list of where there are people in the podcast industry where you can kind of like look for these people. Yeah. Um, which and everyone's reaction was kind of was like why is this happening or like mm-hmm. why is she not like why is she on the stage but it was just like that's not what this is for mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. well, this is not you know like that was your opportunity to know where to go since y'all you know we're not an in industry there's not enough of us you can't find us and all of that right. shit so she was presenting that and it was like what are, what is this doing here well when you say that what do you that you felt like that's how the crowd responded yeah even okay. when the woman who went after her that was the thing picked up the mic and repeated the website that the woman said or the email address that the woman said i can't remember which it was right. she repeated it and then made a face like right. like that wasn't supposed to be here like yeah 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 she could have said nothing I thought she was trying to be helpful by saying it, but the way that she said it was off. If she just said it and then right. let her stop, then that right. would be fine. But some people, some white, some white folks, when they have, when they say POC or when they say black or when they say anything related to race, like without their own, mm-hmm. you know, like taking initiative to, I don't know, say it out of their own head or some shit, they feel like they're saying like a curse word or some some other. Yeah, and like, then I, 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 it makes me think further. If that woman who said the lift said, if she looked like someone else. It was a dark skinned black woman mm-hmm. with her natural hair, right. basically saying, "If y'all about this life, here's where we at." Mm-hmm. I wonder if that person was someone else, or like a lighter skinned person, mm-hmm. or like a POC, not a black woman, right. um, a non black person of color. Mm-hmm. Would that have been more pal- palatable right. for the crowd and stuff like that? I don't know. Mm. So there was that moment, and then. Tea with Queen and Jay is an independent podcast. We've been we do our own thing. We've been doing this for almost five years. A podcast got up there. Black women. Girl, they did a panel. They got this up there. This was horrible. They have they have they indus- have the backing of a large publication. Large publication. Large corporation. The name of the publication is in their avi. Yes, it's a publication that's been existing for years. For years. It's well respected, and. They referred to their podcast as the little podcast that, that could, could, and then describe all of the corporate backing that they had and the podcast company yeah. that was like doing research and helping them with their launch. 
And then when that fell through, then they just bought their own equipment. They meaning they work for this company. The yeah, company they paid didn't for this buy stuff. this out of their pocket. Right. They didn't go in their personal account yes. to do this shit. You are not the little podcast that could, no, my nigga. And that not. is actually wild offensive to all the independent podcasters who made it was insulting because it was like, okay, so we don't exist. So when you say you're the little podcast that could, you're comparing yourself to perhaps the read, you're comparing yourself, if we want to keep it like black folks, mm-hmm. right? You're comparing yourself to the read, you're comparing yourself to another round, which doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Or if we want to talk about larger white podcasts, you're comparing yourself to Serial, you're comparing yourself yeah. to um, This American Life or mm-hmm. whatever. You are not a little, little podcast that, that could. could. Okay, there are little podcasts that's, that exist. Most podcasts have under 200 listeners. That's most podcasts, yes. right? So if you want to pretend that those don't exist, which is still wild rude or whatever, mm-hmm. if you want to do that, there are podcasts that have no backing that are the little podcasts that, that could. could. There are independent podcasts yes. out here doing it for themselves, doing numbers, generating income, doing that, shit like that. That shit was rude. You are not the little podcast that could, and it was doubly offensive seeing it come out the mouths of black women. Yes. It was triply offensive seeing it come out the mouths of black women who claim to be speaking and representing for certain populations of black black women women. and that I should feel included in that. And then we're here together at this conference and you alienate me off the rip by saying you're the little podcast that could when you are the the embodiment of capitalism Mm -hmm. in this space, which is nothing wrong with that, but just acknowledge it. It's just Mm -hmm. that feeling that outside of white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, nothing exists outside of capitalism. Nothing exists. You don't exist. You're not here, whatever, which is odd because I introduced myself before y'all even went up there. So like, you know that we're out here, you know, we exist. What are you talking about? Like with that panel, it was gross because even with that, they went on to talk about people that they've been able to interview how are you the little podcast guy that could be able to interview these like people? Like, are you serious? You you have someone looking like you literally are a host of a podcast and that is it. And that is fine. But don't present it as a little podcast that could when you literally just go sit in front of the mic and then spoke, speak. You have a producer. Yeah. Like, I'm my own producer. I'm my own writer. Mm-hmm. I'm, I We figured out how to distribute this shit. Like, right. what the fuck? Yeah. And that shit was gross. It was disgusting. And it's again, that's no shade to having all those things and having all those resources. But it becomes, like, gross when you disregard other people of color in this space when you know that for the most part we are the ones who are lacking of resources Mm -hmm. right so you just gonna disregard my struggle altogether because you're the little pod if you're the little podcast that could then what are we you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. that that's that's whack it's the dismissiveness that bothers me not the fact that you have access that's what we want it's awesome to have a podcast that has access it was awesome when another round was out here yeah being two black women that Mm -hmm. had backing that that could talk to hillary clinton and that could ask questions that we want wanted to hear we enjoy that yeah it was awesome so yeah it's awesome that you're a podcast that has the backing that you do have but don't disrespect me while talking about what you do mm-hmm. don't that's not that's not okay well that's not okay that shit was gross so yeah that was disgusting any other thoughts on the festival we didn't watch this part because um like we said is with our bad bitch brigade and we kind of congregated to our own space and mm-hmm. at the end we we all kind of had to like de-stress and like express how we felt about the festival but the closing of the festival was with a choir mm-hmm. and it was so awkward and weird mm-hmm. like it is a podcast and festival maybe in with a pod a live podcast yeah like i think we've all paid enough for a ticket mm-hmm. to 
um, see people do a podcast. That would have been nice. In front of us. It was a little strange. It was just so strange. We couldn't see it, so we didn't know what was happening while it was happening. But we hear the gospel-like songs, um, which was this. It just was so out of place. Why is this here? Yeah. Why was that there? And they started marching. I was like, what the fuck? What is happening? Did they march? You didn't. You didn't hear it? I didn't know what was going on. You didn't hear it? It was marching. I'm like, why are they marching? Me and Sam are dying laughing because I'm like, what the fuck is happening on the other side of this curtain or whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck was between us so we couldn't see it? It was just like weird and performative and like, why is this Mm -hmm. here? What did you feel like it was performative of? Um... I don't know. This was weird. That's mm-hmm. a, like, I just don't understand why I was there. Why was Yeah, this... I thought it was a little awkward. Why is this here? I thought it was awkward. Whose idea was like, well, let's get a choir. I don't know. Who was like, yes, girl, let's get a choir. Like, right. what the... F- that that shit was weird. Yeah. I didn't understand the correlation to a podcasting festival. We had had no singing performances throughout that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Everything was spoken, right. right? No one was singing. There were no melodies throughout the whole two fucking days. Mm-hmm. And at the end, you were like, let's sing a song. Like, it's just... It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Who... What... Yeah, I don't know. I would have just appreciated like some like cool words from like somebody in the industry like that we all like. Some ins- yeah, some inspirational just, podcast like, just words. Just play the music for the happy hour. That's it. It was weird. That was I don't weird. know. It was awkward. And I was, was like that was so out of place. All right. Well, that's all I got on the festival. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be giving us salads. I want to say Oh my goodness. <laughs> They provided us lunch. Well, the yeah. first day it was fine. Um, was the food it Thai? was a little cold. Asian fusion. Yeah, but it was, you know, it was, they're trying to it. feed mad people. Yeah. Okay, this is My, like I was supposed a to have lunch. spicy chicken. It wasn't spicy. Okay. I guess it was white people's spicy. Okay. Um, but it was a lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a lunch. The next day. The next day. It was a hate crime. <laughs> the next day we had Greek salad. Yeah. That was literally like a tomato. It was a tomato cut into wedges yes and i got the falafel one and two so it was a tomato cut into wedges two olives and two falafel balls oh mine was i got the chicken one so i had about four pieces of little chicken chunks i'll say six okay um my tomato that was cut and then it was like onions and stuff that was not lunch that's like your side to a lunch yes because we dead ass went and brought <laughs> we had to leave and purchase buy, lunch. buy more food and luckily we're like new yorkers and we're we, like you know we know how to get around a little bit like there's no guarantee that other people who were there were hungry and still able to get other yes. food like that and you was... lied about these snacks oh and there was not really y'all lied about snacks was there was not really, really a lot snacks. of snacks out there yeah. Don't like we were in the middle of bubble fuck. We're like in we was on the like edge the of middle Queens. Of nowhere know, like where the fuck? Who goes there? But yeah. besides people who live there, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And you don't really have snacks. Yeah. Like what if I was there from not New York? Mm-hmm. You told me you have snacks, so I'm like, okay, maybe I don't need to bring my own snacks. And I come and there's fucking apple crisp chips, which like, I'm allergic to. What the? F- it was. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Just say you don't have snacks. Right. And then if I come and there's chips, and I'm like, ooh, don't say that you have snacks if you're not really about your snacks. I do like a surprise bag yeah, of chips. Yeah, so people be like, oh, they got chips? Okay. Yeah. But don't say we provide. We provide mm-hmm. snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on provide. Right. We provide snacks. And, you know, as the, you know, don't, don't do that. Yeah. That was horrible. I had to sneak snacks from the green room for my friends. <laughs> 
Because that was ridiculous. Give people that. snacks. Mm-hmm. These people paid money. Give them snacks. Give, Give us snacks. Us snack. Yeah. All in all, I think it was a good festival. Yeah. You can't like cover everything, you know? Mm-mm. So yeah, it's just some things to think about. White supremacist, patriarchal capitalism oh, seeps something. into everywhere and everywhere. Yeah. Um, some Another panel... I can't remember who was. Oh, yes. this is about funding. Yes. Oh man. Um, we're in this space where we're trying to say that we want things to be accessible, and we want different kinds of people to yeah. be here. And you offer scholarships so that people can go to the um, festival for free. The festival tries tries to do what they can to make sure that this is something that is accessible for lots yeah. of different kinds of people. And there was a panel where someone asked a person who is the head of a podcasting company or whatever yep. how do they get the funding for to the, start their to company. start their company and this person kept dancing around the question they threw out so basically it was like okay how did you know that you could walk away from, from your, your job, job and yes. start this company how much did you need they were like okay this is how much money i needed and when we had that, that money that amount we just walked away and so the moderator was like okay that's like a that's lot a grip. Lot. yeah how did you secure that and this person kept answering a multitude of different questions that were not being asked without answering how did you get this yeah like, and i appreciated the panel the the moderator was a black woman who was like again right where did you where get did you get the money this money <laughs> right right which i think in a lot of in these spaces it's important to consider where people are coming from mm-hmm. right so like where would someone like me who is not connected, who doesn't know people who just got a hundred thou lying around, yeah. who can, you know, help fund a project that I'm working on or mm-hmm. whatever, or give me a loan. How does, where, tell us where you got the fucking money. money so that I can either like hustle to like get what you had or think, okay, that's actually not going to work for me. Yeah. Because I feel like so many white folks, they just think that their life is standard mm-hmm. and that this is just how you do it. Anybody could do it. Yeah. Bootstraps, bootstraps, bootstraps. They love them some bootstraps. They love pulling up, telling people to pull up from their bootstraps. So it was just weird to be in this space with women and to be in this space with people of color and to have that you told us how much you needed to save because the whole point of this is telling us how you did it, how yeah. you got on. And that was the point of the panel. Yeah. Like when did you find like when were you able to quit your day job and do whatever right. the thing is? Right. Right. We're it not asking so you like don't tell us the name or who gave you like the money or what like what just tell us what you did. So that we can say, oh, we can do that or we can't. It was so, and then it was, it was annoying because when it, I don't know, it was just like, I saw what worker was trying to do. So they had like a wall where mm-hmm. women could post what their salary was, how yeah. long they've been in the business and all of this stuff. So that it could be an open conversation about money mm-hmm. because a lot of white supremacist patriarchal capitalism makes us not talk about money for a reason yeah. because there's no way that we can realize how much you're being duped if we're not all having this conversation about money. Yeah. So I feel that if that wall, even though it was anonymous, um, I think that race should have been on there. Um, even though it was anonymous, was trying to start that conversation and trying mm-hmm. to get us more used to saying how much you make and right. seeing those things. So even if you don't know who exactly was attached to that paper, you can kind of get a range. And I, it was, I honestly thought that everyone on there seemed like under severely underpaid. Yeah, they were. Um, but it was obviously because we were, it was a women's festival, mostly women. Mm-hmm. But how are we in this space that is trying to change that conversation and you fucking like tight lipped? Like a, right. a white man about this shit. Yeah. It was like, what the fuck is happening? Do you know why you're here? Do you mm-hmm. what? It was, it was, it was. That shit disturbed the fuck mm-hmm. out of me. Yeah. 
That was awkward. Mm-hmm. But like I said, overall, honestly, we had a good time. Yeah, we've we been did. through a lot of fuck shit. So this is not to like say that like work it is like a shit festival no. by any means. We had it a good was, time. We, we had think a good it's time. A, it's it a valuable safe. space. And we liked being able to meet people in what was a trying to be an actual safe space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yep. saying? So even even when I told that white woman to walk away and not ask me about my hair, whatever, we've been in spaces that were so toxic. I feel like in a different space, she may have been emboldened to, to then to, ask to me. To continue and right, go further. To, right, to push it mm-hmm. and just charge she ahead. You know what I'm saying? Or or to ask me, oh, well, why, why, can't, why I can't I ask I? you or whatever the I heck. think it was your duty right. and your job and put the labor on you. Exactly. That's why, you know, why she cannot, well, she wasn't trying to touch it, but why mm-hmm. can't we have this conversation or why can't I know? Like, she knew when you stopped it to like, bitch, make a right turn yeah. like go over there Get with the that shit yeah right, like right, yeah right, right, right. so that was good and mm-hmm. that is how they cultivated that space which is great and important right. and you know there's no way that you can completely remove yourself from white supremacy patriarchal capitalism so you know of course it seeped in there every once in a while but mm-hmm. yeah yeah so overall we had a good time yes yes would you go again yeah i would go again oh, i don't cool. think i would travel to go but i would go again like if they were to do it in new york, new york or, or like somewhere, somewhere localish or whatever i would gotcha. go again cool. yeah okay um for people interested they do do a scholarship that mm-hmm. you can apply for to go to work yeah. so be sure to look out for that now so that you can you know stay ahead of the application yeah. date and all that stuff i'm sure for... if you subscribe to a news a newsletter or something for work at festival yes that you'll get the email saying mm-hmm. scholarships open i mean something right yeah. all right cool you want to take a break yeah let's take a break money 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 <laughs> money Hey. Do you know what this year is? Um, what's this year? Well, it's 2018, but do you know what 2018 is all about? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like giving black this women year. your money. Yes, give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh yes, yes. We do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. week. Sometimes and, twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. TeamWithQueenAndJay.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. We have two options there. So two. Can, two. You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yo. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice. That's right. On how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. And we're black. All the time. All right. So... We got T-Mail. Yes, we do. If you want to send us T-Mail, you can hit us up at twithqueenandj at gmail.com. And we will read that shit when we can, yo. We'll mm-hmm. read it on the show. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can send us questions. You can send us comments and all that good shit. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for this? Um, ready. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to leave this one anonymous. Yes. So the message says, Peace, Queen and Jay. I just wanted to say I love the show and, and what you two do for women. But I must say sometimes 
But I must say, sometimes I don't get your ideas or concepts or definitions of certain subjects. I thought this was me being a man, but I noticed as I would share the show with women my age, they did not get the same thing. So my question is, is there a such thing as generational thinking? And if so, how do we better communicate amongst the four or five adult generations of POCs that have to coexist? Okay. P.S. A few months back, you had an episode where you talk about the pronunciation or dialects of words. And I just wanted to say, I love the fact that Queen puts the letter R in the word saw. I almost tried, almost tried to figure out how to play saw all throughout this email, just so I could hear (laughs) her say saw. Um, It's so dope. Anyway, I should have had you read this one. You want to say it? You want to throw it? There you go. Give us another one. Saw. Okay, great. I don't even know I did that. Yeah. It's so dope. Anyway, one other thing. Please, please review the second season of She's Gotta Have It. I love the review a thousand times more than I did this show. Thank you so much for this T-mail. I asked for some clarity on this because I didn't initially understand the first paragraph. And that just could be me. Sometimes I mix up words. So I asked for some clarity about what he was referring to in time in terms of... um. I know this person, so I know they're he, Mm -hmm. in terms of uh, generational thinking and not getting certain subjects. And so I asked for clarity and I got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he goes on to say, um, okay, an example. During the review of She's Gotta Have It, for those who don't know, we we reviewed the first season one of She's Gotta Have It on Netflix. You can check that out if you have not already. Yeah. Our series. I don't know if you want to check out the next book. <laughs> Ooh, Zingerman. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. So that that Tea with Queen and Jay review series is called "We Gotta Have It," and it's five episodes of us reviewing the full first season. So during the review of "She's Gotta Have It," in the scene where the guy on the street. So this is spoiler alert for like episode one or two, I think. In the scene where the guy on the street is yelling at her, and I think he grabbed her hand. My wife and her friends all say that they didn't take that as violence. Very foul, but not violence, question mark. Another example, when all when you all were talking about Amara Allegra, it just seems in my generation, X, that it was common knowledge that there were dark African descendant people in Latin America and there was also and there also was no term Latinx. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me read the other one. I'll wrap this up. Okay. Another example of generational thinking, me and my siblings are in two, ge- in two different generations. Things that were okay in their times, like catcalling, was acceptable, but totally not acceptable in our time. Even to this day, I'll see him do it and just freeze like, I know this dude didn't just do that. But the women laugh and giggle and come up to him. My sisters in their 50s and early 60s will just turn off the TV if it's an LGBT situation on TV. Hope this clears up a little bit. Thanks again. Okay. All right. So I will say our podcast is not for everybody. And we don't represent all women. We are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea. Mm -hmm. So we are womanist race nerds from the Bronx. And we have a certain perspective. And we know that there are women who don't fuck with the shit that we're talking about. Yeah. So there's that off jump. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's not always an intergenerational difference. Sometimes it's a politics difference. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's ideology. And, and it's, we're not for everybody. And we make a point to say that we center black women and femmes. Right. We don't say that this is for all black women and femmes for yeah. a reason. We know that we're talking 
to a specific person, you know? Right. Okay. So I wanted to get into some of the examples that you gave. So you mentioned, so for anyone who, so, and she's got to have it season one, which you you mentioned, there is an episode where Nola's character is walking home and at, at night and somebody on the street, a guy on the street cat calls her and then grabs her. Grabs I don't know her. if he grabs her hand or her arm, but did he follow her? I'm trying to remember. He was like cursing after her. Okay. And so it, it, if I were her, I would have been concerned that I may have be being followed. followed. Okay. Yeah. But we're watching it so we can see which way he's going mm-hmm. possibly. Exactly. But if I were her and some stranger on the street who I had like ignored or was not trying to engage with had touched me then yeah i wouldn't assume that i wasn't being followed i would just be like stay Mm -hmm. walking ahead and like trying to get home or whatever and so we did use the term violence to describe this and i think so you say here you know it's very foul but not violence or your wife and her friends say it's very foul and not violence i think that there are times when we call things violent here that have historically not been called violent. And it's like, if we don't bring to attention how not cool it is, like there's so many things that have been called very foul in the past that people turn a blind eye to. Exactly. Men, women have guy friends that do very foul shit and talk about it in jest and laugh. Like, yeah, that nigga is foul. Mm -hmm. He's a beast. He's grimy or whatever. And if we don't talk about it as violence, like a woman minding her business, walking home and some stranger on the street calls at her and then curses at her or grabs her, whatever. That's violent. She dealt with that the entire season. And even though the show was problematic, that that feeling of like not being able to shake being violated, even though it was, you know, a touch on the arm or grab on the arm mm-hmm. or a touch on the hand or whatever, it was something that she didn't want. It was something she didn't ask for. Yeah, and even within that scene, when we are talking about violent, when we say something is violent, we're talking about the whole culture of which that exists in. Mm-hmm. So violence isn't just beating the shit out of somebody. Right. All of that, like when we talk about rape culture and all of those things, those things are violent. So even if a person isn't overtly harmed mm-hmm. by whatever happens, that stuff is a precursor to all of the other shit. So yeah. you know what? We're going to call all of that shit violence because for some reason, the little things aren't the things you're going to notice, like Jay said, and are not the things that people are going to realize are precursors and um, fucking preliminary courses yeah. to get to the other shit. Mm-hmm. So we're going to call all of that shit that so you understand that all of that shit is wrong. Mm-hmm. Don't do any of that shit. So we have to use words like violence and all of that stuff. Right. We have to do that. Right. And, and not to mention women have been, we've been trained to accept a bunch of shit. A whole so I'm, bunch yeah. of shit. So I'm not saying that your sister friends have been trained. I mean, we all have been trained to accept. I'm not, I'm not there saying. There was a time when I wouldn't have called that violence. Exactly. Yes. And I'm younger That's than your sister point. friends. There was a time when I wouldn't have called that violence. We'd be like, yo, these yo, these dudes be tripping. And that will just be where it's at. Mm-hmm. I'm at the point now. I'm like, no, all of that shit, all of it mm-hmm. is fucking violence. Right, 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 right. It reminds me a little bit of like how the these white women who run around calling the cops on black folks minding their business. Yeah. Or yeah. white folks, period, mm-hmm. who do that. They're not hitting anybody. Mm-mm. And... The cops may not show, even though they always do. The, the cops might show and everything be fine. Yeah. But calling the cops on black folks who are not causing harm to you 
Okay, we're not causing danger to you. It's an act of violence. Yes. Because anything could happen when you anything. call the cops on black folks. Yeah. We could die. Yes. And you if you knowingly, using your example, you knowingly know that black people um die at alarming rates due to state sanctioned violence. That mm-hmm. is something known. So calling the police on a black person is something completely different than calling the police on a white person. Right. You know that. So you picking up that phone to call when it's something that is not a overtly violent crime you are a violent person but you want that person to get handled Mm -hmm. in whatever violent way that needs to be handled because they're a throwaway person or you know whatever like that that's violence the violence starts in that moment yes because yes they could be killed but also if they're not killed we're thinking about how we could be killed when the cops come Mm -hmm. which is not good for you no it can cause anxiety and it's and stress and you say it to invoke fear yes that's why you say it that's why white people always y'all the only motherfuckers that always announce when you're calling the police because you want to scare somebody that's Mm -hmm. why y'all do that shit when i was a kid i didn't understand that because i'm like i'm gonna fuck you up now Mm because you told me this but that's why because they want to scare the shit out of you i'm calling the police like they got me like, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, like that's them yeah. calling their cousins. We call our cousins. Y'all call the police. Right. So now that we have invoked racism, mm-hmm. hopefully you can understand that this is similar when it comes to acts of violence against women. Mm-hmm. OK. And our oppression or trying to hold us, trying to restrict us in any way, using your body to block us from going walking in one direction or another. That's terror. Yeah. It's violent. Mm-hmm. It's stressful. There's this thing we've talked about on the show before, like weathering, like black folks, black women in particular, our bodies being weathered from the stress of like existing in an oppressive society where shit like this. You're literally fucking with our DNA. Right. It's the shit like this that weathers us, that has us dying early, that has things that shouldn't be causing us sickness, causing us sickness. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's stuff like that. So yeah, that that him grabbing her like that, that was that was That's an act violence. of violence. That's violence. That was it wasn't it wasn't an act of love. She didn't want to be touched. Mm-mm. What else what else is there? He wasn't trying to She make left sure traumatized. She was safe. How is that not violence? Right. She left traumatized. Mm-hmm. She left with an ill experience. Yeah. How is that not violent? Yeah. She you know, like mm-hmm. that's violence. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It also when I read this letter the first time, it reminded me of like how I'll set boundaries when it comes to certain men in my life. It yeah. could be amongst relatives or whatever. And I'll do that. And there are older relatives in my life that'll be like, you didn't have to do that. Yeah. You didn't have to. Why are you making a fuss? Why are you making a problem? No, I didn't. You're not healthy because of this trauma that you've experienced. I'm not experiencing this. Yeah. I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. I can say no. I can say I don't feel like it. I can shake, I can, I can shake up like male fragility. I can make somebody feel uncomfortable. Because I don't want to be uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So setting a boundary shouldn't make somebody uncomfortable. Mm-mm. But anyway, but it's it's that thing of like what used to be okay, it's not okay. Yeah. You know, what you, what we used to accept, we're not accepting anymore. Um we're not gonna take it. Okay. The other example <laughs> the other example that you gave was about us talking about Amara La Negra. And about her being a Afro Latinx person, and you you said it seems like in your generation, Generation X, it was common knowledge that there were dark African descended people in Latin America. Yes, I think that throughout all of time, it has been obvious to people that there are dark African descended people in Latin yeah. America, mm-hmm. and throughout all of time, there have also been people who wanted to deny that. Yeah. So that's what I think that it is. I think there are ignorant folks. 
in all generations of that when it comes yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that what is a little different now. I think I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, this is a fluid thought. Um, was that I will say that when my parents would say that it was like all of them are black. I think that right, right now there's a very hard distinction that no, there are African descent, you know, Latinx, right. Afro Latinx people, and then there are white Latinx people, mm-hmm. and then there's Matisse. What is that word? Mestizo. Mestizo. Like mm-hmm. there's these different things. Whereas for what my parents would say, it, it was like they all black. Right. They all black. Mm-hmm. Um, Which so, didn't really account for di- the privilege that white exactly. passing Latinx folks exactly. Had. So right. I think that that is a distinction that is hugely important, mm-hmm. and to just say that all of them are black kind of erases a lot of the experiences that you know the colorism like all of that shit it erases that and erases that experience by you just saying all of them are black so Mm -hmm. you know and it's like no so i I think the difference now is that people are clearly making these distinct distinctions Mm -hmm. that just as many different um colors of people that there are in the english-speaking parts of the americas there that's happening in the spanish-speaking parts of the americas as well Mm -hmm. yeah i think that um I don't think this is a generational thing. I think that on top of what you said, mm-hmm. yeah, it's there are ignorant people of every generation. <laughs> I listen to I listen to um what podcast? Nori's podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my listen to Drink Champs and his fucking obsession. Oh, it, 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 it's so interesting the way that he talks about Afro Latinidad, which he doesn't talk about that because he's not fully aware they that it exists. Exist. He he doesn't see the intersection in that, and so whenever he discusses and Af- whenever he discovers quote unquote an Afro Latinx person in hip hop, whether it be uh, I think isn't fabulous Afro Latinx and he's like Dominican. I think so, but it's a bunch of them. It's a bunch of them. It's a bunch of them in hip hop. They've been there. It's not a secret. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he uncovers this shit, quote unquote, as if it's like some sort of secret. And he'll say stuff like, oh, so you're not even black. Yeah. And so we're talking about all. With his black ass face. With his black ass self. But he he thinks he's half black and half, half Puerto, Puerto Rican. Rican. That's what he thinks, mm. you know? And so when he meets Afro-Latinx folks, he's like, he'll be like, yo, so you're not even really black. So I don't know if he's changed um of late because <laughs> I have to turn that off every now yeah, and then. I and haven't like, listened listen in a while either. But his podcast features all generations of folks in hip hop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's all generations of people that be ignorant and even his not up on that shit. Makes a point to like separate. They, like, they, they both make a point to separate like, that shit. They both make a point. It's very, yeah. it's like, I understand the celebration of Latinx folks in hip hop. I understand that, but there's, there's, there's like a, there's a fetishization it. going yeah. on there that makes me mad uncomfortable. There's a yeah. fetishization, there's an exoticizing happening. Mm-hmm, there's an, there's an othering, there's a separation, there's like all type of, there's racist shit that goes on, like that whole, this is for anybody who listens to that podcast. I have to get this out. I'm sorry if, if some of you don't know what I'm talking about. But Fat Joe was on there one time talking about when how Nori used to say, oh, no, I'm Puerto Rican. And how Fat Joe like didn't the believe it. Hit. Fat yeah. Joe, who was a whole ass white Puerto Rican Cuban person who was like, the the way that he, he talked about. He grew up in the Bronx. Right. How do you not know a black Puerto Rican? Right. Because what niggas deny fuck? this shit. Because people was deny right that on shit. The, like how exactly. you was right on a concourse and exactly. you never seen a black Puerto Rican. Because he had seen them, but nobody 
wants to acknowledge that shit, right? Shit is wild. But he talked about Nori saying he was Puerto Rican, like Nori was lying about being in a certain fraternity or some shit. Like he was like, <laughs> you know, lying about like his dad being like a millionaire. Or it was, it was the way he, the way Fat Joe talked about Nori and Fat Joe who runs around saying nigger and is from the Bronx and like from our communities and shit. He talked about it like, like it was fucking racist. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was really... It was like, oh wow, this this nigga is Puerto Rican. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was he really like wow. Like you don't have black cousins. Weird. So I think that there's ignorance to this color, these color dynamics all throughout the generations. When my great grandmother came to visit here from Baltimore, Maryland, my great grandmother is perhaps white passing to white people. Yeah. Um, but if she were in New York. People would assume, maybe perhaps non-Black American folks would assume that she was some type of Latinx person yeah. because of how she looked. Yeah. But she came to the Bronx and she was visiting my grandmother and she was she heard folks who look like her speaking Spanish and she's like, "What are they doing over there with that made-up language? They need to stop." <laughs> Wait, yes, <laughs> yes, because she had never seen people who look like her mm-hmm. speaking Spanish. Yeah. She was like, "Look at these light-skinned niggas over here." <laughs> They need to cut that shit out. Ain't nobody got time for this made up fucking language. Okay? Yeah. So yeah, and, and that's that's like, like right. That. That's like older school stuff. But my yeah. point my point is that this ignorance is intergenerational. Mm-hmm. Okay. It so is. so I'm glad that you knew and you and your people knew that there are dark African descended people in Latin America, but it's all over. And then also quickly it seems like I'm just gonna clarify this. This is not a generational thing, but the, the term Latinx which is fairly new to a lot of people, that is a way to get rid of the Latino, Latina term. The gender. Right, the, the gender attached to exactly. the word. Exactly. So Latina being perhaps the feminine, Latino being the masculine mm-hmm. of that word. Exactly. Just taking that shit out, eliminating it altogether. And so the term Latinx has emerged from that. And you could do more Googling. That was just a very, like, just my understanding like quick understanding of yeah. it i've heard it better explained but that's what that is but also things change that's the thing about language too right is that language is always changing culture changes all the time like nothing new is happening in terms of changes happening yeah. changes always happen mm-hmm. when my mom was a kid the the spanish-speaking people were puerto rican so mm-hmm. for a long time my mother called anyone who spoke spanish a puerto rican right my mother's not doing that now mm-hmm. because time has changed. She has learned more and the fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and it's not to say, no, it is to say that these people are just on growing with how the way, the way that culture is growing. Yeah. That's just what seems to be happening mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. It's mad folks who used to just call all Latinx folks Spanish. Oh, they Spanish. They yeah. Spanish. They Spanish. They Spanish. They Spanish. But for the most part, none of them were none Spanish. Of them Spanish. None of them. None, none of them were from Spain. No. Nobody was the colonizer. Don't call me English. Right. <laughs> right. It was it was something that didn't make sense. Yeah. But niggas everywhere was saying it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I've, I I still say Spanish food. I can't separate that. That's a hard one. It's so hard. That's a hard I one. I tweeted Latinx food. I said, what the fuck is this, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> That's a hard What are you one. saying? That's going to be hard to shape, especially <laughs> especially like in New York. Yes. When the restaurant no itself will be like Spanish food because they know what we want to hear. Yeah, yeah. You I know what we want. I can't. We want that Spanish food. Yeah, but I don't okay? want any Spanish food from Spain. But Nobody wants that. No. 
Nobody wants garbage. that. Garbage. I never even had it. I'm just going to say it's garbage. Food. Garbage. But yeah. Josh says it's trash. Yeah. But that's not what we mean. He has a you passport. know what I'm saying? He does have a passport. He's traveling. He's traveling. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So things change. So even later in this email, when you talk about like street harassment and it being okay in the past and like... You talk about your sisters in their 50s and 60s just turning off the TV if an LGBT situation comes on. Those are called bigots. That's not a generational thing. Yeah, that's... Um, if you're 50 or 60 and something uh, LGBTQIA comes on the screen, something that's not heteronormative, something is not that's not, uh, quote unquote, straight. And your is just a... To turn it it off and disengage or whatever and act like it doesn't exist. You're a bigot because when there are people, there are 50 and 60 year old queer folks who exist in the world. So that, yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's nothing like, oh, she's just old. No. Nah. 50 ain't that old, bruh. 60 ain't that old. And I get, I get, I always bring up my mom up. Well, if I'm able to tell my mom, um, it was I brought this up before on the show, but I'm gonna say it again. Like one time, me and my mom was talking, and she called someone a tranny, and she wasn't, she didn't know that she was saying something right. offensive. And I'm like, no, ma, that's not what you say. You say transgender mm-hmm. person. She was like, what? I'm like, yeah. She said, oh, okay, thank you for telling me, because I don't want to be oppressing other motherfuckers. Right. That's her exact. Yeah. You know. But if this woman of her age, because she's gonna murder me if I say her mm-hmm. age too, um, within the age groups that you were saying, can just hear me say, no, ma, this is what we're saying now. Right. And even if she doesn't fully understand everything, just mm-hmm. knows that I, that's not what we're saying anymore, yeah. and can move on from that. You, th- these motherfuckers could do that mm-hmm. Every, like you can do that it's yeah. not hard yeah so i think it's not I'm, I'm sure that these people that you know are, are nice people quote unquote but like it all it's not all intergenerational some of it is really just like it's really not you're bad minded you know some of that <laughs> stuff is just like it's ignorance. bad thinking and it's ignorance. ignorance and not wanting to See beyond your ignorance. Yeah. Everyone is ignorant to something. We're all ignorant to something. Mm-hmm. But if I'm at an ignorant space and you are showing me something else, I'm going to fucking listen. Because right. why do I want to just sit in that ignorant space? Mm-hmm. It's not cute. Yeah. I have two grandmothers. One of them, yeah, she's kind of a bigot. Like a, like a yeah, she says bigoted stuff. Mm-hmm. And I challenge her on it. Yeah. She's not, she's not, she might not say the bad thing again. Yeah. But I don't know. At she's almost ninety. I don't know that she's going to care enough. Sorry, I just remembered the story. Go ahead. Which one? Where she was like, um, I'm assuming this is that uh-huh. one. When she was in a car, and I guess it was some family member who is in your family for marriage, but mm-hmm. it's from Jamaica. And she was like, When did you learn how to talk? Oh, when did you learn how to speak English? And it's like Jamaica's an English speaking country. It's a lot lot of stuff. Yeah, (laughs) that that one. No, this one. That story actually. No, this was a Spanish. I don't know. There's so many stories (laughs) like that. There's so there are so many stories. One of my grandmothers, I think, is just like ignorant when it comes to that stuff, and then Uh one of them is like an active bigot. Okay, gotcha. So this one is the active bigot. She's a little younger than the one who I take care of in the Bronx Uh sometimes, right? The yogurts. With the yo, yeah, not the one who wants to give me the yogurt. Makiba loved that story. <laughs> she loved that so story. <laughs> but anyway, right. So I can, I'll explain it to her. I'll challenge her on it, and she might not repeat it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean at this age she's eighty-eight. She doesn't, or something like that. I don't even know her how old she is or whatever. Yeah. But she doesn't. Um, and that's not by accident. I don't. It's on purpose. I don't know how old <laughs> she is. She likes that. But yeah, she doesn't care to make the change. I'll keep bringing it up. 
but she's not going to make the change. And honestly, she's my grandmother. She's not 50. She's not 60. I don't accept this type of shit from my parents. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, it's it's. That's um, the thing. That's the question I have for you. Are you challenging them? Right. Are you saying like? Are you asking them this question? Because you listen to the show and you lo- and you um say you love the show, so you're learning things and right. your thought is changing. Mm-hmm. Like, are you challenging those thoughts and right. and people also? And women, there are women who support the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. You know, so there are things that we say here in efforts to dismantle the patriarchy. There will be women who will be like, nah, they're, they're wild and they're extreme. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But also there are things like we have friends who like are are in our same politics and ideology or whatever. We don't always agree on yeah, stuff. Yeah, we don't. You know? So just my the larger point here is that women, we're not a monolith. We're not all the same. No, we're not. You know, we have different ideas about shit. So if we say something here and you bring it to another woman, it could be a woman our age from another state. They might be like, what? Yeah, the same way that y'all not all men, everything. Yeah. Not all women. Okay. Right. Like what? Like, I don't understand mm-hmm. this. If you, just because the word woman is there does not mean that every single woman is who a person is talking to. That just right. means a plural word. So more than one woman, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. But thank you for this. Honestly, I am glad that you were able to ask us this question, Mm -hmm. that we were able to clear some of this stuff up, because I think that's important. Yeah, of course. You know, Mm -hmm. to kind of remind folks that, yeah, women are different. And that kind of goes back to, like, that generic-ass women's empowerment shit. We're womanist race nerds. We're very specific about what it is that we're doing. It's not, like, simply, like, women's empowerment, you know? Okay. So thank you so much for that T-mail. Do you want to read this other one? All right, so yes, we have a second letter. Hey there, you two. Yes, nice. Hi. Didn't say lady. Thank you. I've been listening to your show for about a year now, and I like to think I'm slowly being re-educated about approaching the world as a colonizer. I was shopping at a Michael's craft store recently and saw these black Santa figures mixed with the traditional white Santas. My first reaction was, hell yes, representation. I'm just hoping you didn't snap your fingers. But I know that sometimes my gut reactions are misinformed or based on living within the white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on Black Santa and whether you feel that this is exploitive or patronizing. I can understand the idea of broadening the Santa image so kids of color who celebrate Christmas can embrace a Santa who looks like them. But I have to stop myself and remember that you can't trust the motives here, especially with a big corporation like this. I can't help but wonder if this is another way the white man is using black skin to make more money and whether many black people even fuck with Santa anyway. Thoughts? Love the show. Thank you for doing what you do. Also, thank you for turning me on to Marsha's Plate, another excellent pod in color. Much love, Gina. From Pasadena. Rhymes. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said. Gina from Pasadena. Gosh. And then she sent us pictures of the Santa mm-hmm. that she saw in yep. the store. So, Jay, mm-hmm. um, what do you have? Uh, first of all, I love the fact that we have white list. First, well, I, we, I know we have white listeners. This is not new. But I love the fact of, like, hearing a white listener write a letter and, like, the whole thing. It's like they were somewhere minding their business and then it was like, wait a minute. You know, like, uh, that, that feeling of, like, being suspicious of everything. That's mm-hmm. how I walk around every day. So, yeah. I like spreading that suspicion all over the place. <laughs> so, that's pretty cool. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I... 
Okay, Black Santa. So I grew up not fucking with Santa. My parents didn't tell me about Santa or like it was like there is no Santa. And mm-hmm. I went to school telling other children, spreading the gospel as they talked about <laughs> it Santa. It doesn't exist. There is no Santa guy. I just wanted to tell them the truth. That's not, that was, I wasn't trying to ruin anything. I was just like, yo, y'all are talking this Santa stuff. Let me put you on game. There is no Santa. Your parents buy your gifts. And I was, my parents were called into school because I was making kids cry. Of and like, you it was were. a whole thing. Of course you were. I used to be like, me and my Muslim ass, like, they dumb. Right. <laughs> you believe in Santa? We're looking at them stupid. Oh, you were, you were that kid? You believe in Santa? Challenging people. Yeah, I'm like, where he come from? A stove? Because you ain't got no chimney. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> right. So that said, yeah. So we didn't do Santa. Uh, my mom would sometimes do a tree. Sometimes we wouldn't do a tree mm-hmm. or whatever. But we were very much taught like anti-capitalism, like anti-Christmas stuff. We did get gifts, but there was always a conversation about how we don't fuck with like Christmas and we don't fuck with like the consumerism of the holiday and we don't fuck with white Santa Mm -hmm. and we don't fuck with trees unless they feel like getting a tree that year. Very like temperamental shit, but always conversations about how we don't fuck with this system and Santa and the holiday in the way that white folks fuck with it heavy. Like it's this huge like religious thing even if they're not well, religious well i'm talking specifically about the white i'm talking about the religion the religiosity of christmas for white folks okay. whether it be attached to their christianity or just the idea of santa and trees and that stuff you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. there are non-religious or non-christian white folks who celebrate christmas in this very um religious structured like traditional type of way mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so that's what i mean and i guess lots of folks do that but i think we were taught to have this detachment from what white people do. You know what I'm saying? So that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. I'm saying like, the reason why I bring that up is because for me, not celebrating it at all, most of the black people I know who celebrate Christmas celebrate it in that way. They're not tied to the religion or Christianity, mm-hmm. but they still just do the things and go through the motion and do the things. So that's why I'm like, I don't, for me, I don't see that as a white thing. I just see that as a people who celebrate Christmas sure, versus people who are actually Christian. Right. Sure. What I'm saying is that I was taught that there is this, this hype hypeness around it that white folks have and that we don't fuck with it in that way so that's Mm -hmm. that's you know like was my upbringing around it um so when it comes to black santa though if we were to have like it is possible that it could have been a black santa in my house you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. my mom likes to have especially now that we're like out of the house she likes to like decorate and shit like Mm -hmm. that she could very easily put up a black santa and not think anything about it especially like she doesn't have any more kids to teach that the system is like fake yeah. and not real anymore. Mm-hmm. So she can just enjoy shit if she yeah. wants to. So it might, she might see a black Santa and be like, oh, cute, and get that to add to whatever she considers her holiday decorations to be. I don't really do that type of thing because I don't really get into the holiday that way. I like lights and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't feel that black Santa shouldn't exist. I feel to, to your point actually about black folks who actually like fuck with Christmas in that way and fuck with it heavy. And like there are black folks who were told that there is Santa and stuff like that. I think it's cool that they have a black Santa Mm -hmm. instead of this kind of deification of this like white guy who knows if you're naughty or nice and is bringing you gifts at the end of the year or whatever. There's something to me, there's something white supremacist about that ideology, especially if we're like, tricking our kids into thinking this thing exists like for fun and merriment and shit if we're talking about image activism i guess if you're gonna do that to your kids if you're gonna lie to your kids about the santa person i guess it would be cool if they were black yeah you know what i'm saying 
I don't um really care. Mm-hmm. Like I I didn't celebrate Christmas and the way that I was taught about Christmas that it was just so wrapped up in white supremacy yeah. that it's all kind of like garbage to me, to mm-hmm. be honest. Like I literally was told as a kid that I know this is Nation of Islam Hotep shit, but that the way you say Satan in Arabic is Satan. <laughs> And that was a variation of the word Santa. That's right. what I was taught when I was a kid. So it was like, fuck that shit. Keep that over there. Mm-hmm. That's that's Satan. Like, keep, you know, like all of that mm-hmm. shit was like fucking, I don't want no parts of that. And as an adult, I don't want parts of it either. So I don't care if people have a black saying or not because, you know, that's Satan anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you don't care about the capitalistic uh, implications. I do. All of everything. About... Everything about Christmas has always been mm-hmm. white capitalism. Right. Always has been. Right. So yes, the Black Santa, I guess, is going to be a problem because all of that Christmas shit is about capitalism. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with Jesus. It has nothing to do with any of those things. We don't even really know when Jesus was fucking born. If you mm-hmm. want to like really talk about that shit, mm-hmm. all of that shit is capitalism. Right. All of that shit is white capitalism. So. Yes, the black Santa is a problem, but the whole institution of Christmas to me is a problem mm-hmm. and a capitalistic problem. Mm-hmm. So, like, the black Santa, I'm not going to get mad at that. We're going to talk about all of the shit and right. how problematic all of the stuff surrounding Christmas is, period. So, that's mm-hmm. why, for me, I can say I don't give a fuck about no black Santa. Mm-hmm. You know? It's bigger things it. to me to, like, fucking get at and talk to. This is true. I do like your suspicion, though. Keep that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Be suspicious of everything. Trust nothing. Mm -hmm. Trust nothing. But yeah, the basics of this shit, like you will go, people will send a white white Santa to a black ass homeless shelter. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Send a black Santa. Like that's that's the kind of thing that I mean. My thing is like, if Santa's going to be there, and for a lot of people, Santa is going to be there and injected in the conversation. Yes, I do do think it's more healthy if it's a black Santa. When it comes to black folks and image and black children right 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 and image activism i do feel like that plays a role so did you buy the black santa oh tell us if you bought the black (laughs) santa what you think it was a cute little black santa too i didn't understand why he couldn't have a white beard though because we don't age well that's true it was it was salt and pepper i don't get why he didn't have a white yeah it was salt and pepper i understood why maybe it wasn't the same texture like it looked Mm -hmm. like it wasn't sculpted the same texture as the white santa but why isn't it white but i don't Mm. know it's black folks that grow white hair like because we're human and we get old um yeah yeah i don't know i don't know either that's interesting anyway i enjoyed this question thanks for sending it the holidays are coming. Y'all know we fucks with Kwanzaa. Know your principles. Yes. Start studying them now. Google them. Don't ask Google us. your principles. Google the Kwanzaa principles and, and um, get ready for it. Um, I think we did a show. We did a show. Yeah? Yeah. Be oh sure gosh. to follow us on the social means. We are on Twitter and Instagram. That's at T with QJ. We are also on Tumblr and Facebook. Search for T with Queen and J. Be sure to send us T mail. T with Queen and J at gmail.com. Donate. Visit our website to donate. T with Queen and J dot com. Subscribe. If you're at the end of the episode, you fucking, you fuck with us. Just subscribe. Even if you hate listen, subscribe. Hate listen again. We don't mm-hmm. care. Be sure to rate and review us on all of the apps that you use. Apple Podcasts especially, because that's the one people look at the most. But please, rate and review wherever you're looking at us. Yep. Also, live show December 10th, NYC. We will leave the link to that in the show notes. Tickets and information are there. We want to see you there. 
Come yes. out. Live show in New York with WNYC at the Green Space. Come through. Hang out with us. We're super excited. So excited. To be doing that shit. And I'm patient to the people who are like fucking taking trips to like. Yeah, yo. That's super exciting. Like, that's amazing. It is. I like, feel good. Wow. I feel like I feel Beyonce. Really, really good. Okay. Yeah. Right. I do. That's good. People that's good. are like putting in PTO to like. That's important. You know? I don't feel though. like Beyonce. I don't know that I'll ever feel like whatever she uh, feels. Well, I'm, I'm almost, I'm a Virgo, so. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. So y'all the same. All right. Well, not. Well, well right. She's a different sign. Yeah. Right? No, what she's a she? Virgo. She just born on September 4th, so it's a little different. Right. Yeah. Stop confusing me. Okay. Hashtags. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Say her name. Stop killing trans women. Maybe he doesn't hit you. Disability to white. Film this. Spoonie chat. Black Panther so lit. Black Panther so lit. Never forget. <laughs> Tea with QJ. Yep. Um, in a whole uprising. Mm-hmm. Unpack BG. Mm-hmm. Bag ladies. Marsha's plate. Queer walk. Queer walk pod. Sexually liberated woman. You okay, sis? Why I stay? Maybe he doesn't hit you. That's all I got. Okay. All that good shit. This podcast was created, produced. Hosted and edited and edited by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia with engineering support by Joshua Perez, aka Phase Funk. Bye. Peace out. Conversations they are having. We have been saying this. People in these neighborhoods have been saying this, but you don't believe us, and we have to get data to fucking believe this shit. We've been <laughs> saying this. You have the proof. Like the science is there because I, my black ass is saying it. You know. I was. I was thinking the same thing. Like, I was watching a documentary once on gentrification that was also done by a white woman. And I thought, why didn't they interview anyone who's being affected by gentrification? Like, there's this one side, we're talking about gentrification, there's an acknowledgement that it's a problem, there's an acknowledgement that calling the police is a problem. Why not talk to the people who are being affected by it? And so again, this is a problem that's affecting us that people are talking about for their entertainment, but we're not included in it. 